This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. We'd love you to join us, and there's so many ways you can do that. Our email address, contact at yourtechreport.com. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, it is at Your Tech Report. We invite you to head on over there. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, I put a brand new video up. Mitchell, um, you know, prior yes, to the Mark. holidays, our friends over at Logitech sent me mm-hmm. a promo code to go order my own pair of custom in-ear headphones, the brand new CSX line from Ultimate Ears, yep. which is a Logitech-owned company. Um, and I documented the whole process. Like, I went on the ordering process to show people how you order oh, it. that's awesome. Then yeah. we, they sent me a fit kit that allows you to mold your ears in your own home, which is right. a brand new concept, which was great. I, I documented that. And then finally, I documented the receiving and the final unboxing of the actual headphones. They are absolutely amazing. And I've tried so many of these different headphones before, and these really blew my mind. Well, what also makes it so cool is, I mean, in order to do this with Ultimate Ears, and we talk about Ultimate Ears over the years, you know, they're really, it's a great brand. Um, monitors, and they're just amazing. And this is something you used to have to go to an audiologist to get measured I've done for, it. I've done now it many, that, many times before. I literally not only measured, but you go to audiologists. It's very much, and I have to try to, you know, make it relatable, um, like a dental mold. Where right. they literally, inside, but inside your ear, yeah. yeah, they inject this, this like the putty in your ear. It feels <laughs> super strange, and, yeah, a little and for a minute you're biting down on this little, like it's like a little sponge almost, but it's to keep your jawline perfectly open so that it just keeps the perfect shape of your ear. Oh, that's they, crazy! You send yeah. it in, so you got to pay to send it in. They do a 3D scan, and then they actually print these with 3D printing, which is really, really cool. So uh, that's really cool. It is, uh, it is uh, quite the experience, and uh, now mm. you don't have to actually go to an audiologist anymore. The process was actually—I I wish I could describe this, but you literally there's an app called UE Fit. You put these right. things in your ears that are—they look like they're kind of rubbery, um, and then when you press a button, they actually heat up and you feel them getting warm in your ear it takes <laughs> about crazy. a minute probably less than a minute on each ear right. you hold it kind of very gently and uh, and you don't move your jaw and you don't move your mouth and they're done they're completely hardened you throw them back in the box self-addressed envelope it goes back to ultimate ears you take a couple pictures of your ears in the process so they can actually see what you look like at the same time to make sure everything fits if it's a good uh, good result, they actually tell you right away there. You send it in. They send you an email saying we received your your UE fit. Everything looks great. And uh, and I swear, Mitchell, when you get these headphones back, you will never buy another pair of headphones again in no, your life. I believe that. But you know now, you know my, you know how we talk about technology and when people put out prototypes and concepts, and it really is to really show you what is possible in the future. Let's take you know the UE process, the ultimate ears, you know home molding process to yeah. customize these headphones for you. Uh, to the next level. This is not a concept. This is a real product, but we can apply it to other to exactly. other things. So maybe that's this is the first step. Maybe pretty soon we'll be doing our own colonoscopies. Okay. Colonoscopy kit at home. You know, we could take this to the next level where we never okay. have to leave the house for any so sort of procedures anymore. So on this week's anymore. show, guys, we've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Kodak. <laughs> we remember Kodak from the good old days of disposable cameras and film and all that stuff. Well, they have moved in to the smart home realm, and we're going to talk to a very cool gentleman over at Kodak all about their CES announcements this week. Plus, Mitchell, Samsung, you know, it's well documented that you and I did not make it to CES. That is a benefit to everybody because we get to speak to Samsung directly and talk all about their very, very cool... We're going to talk mostly smart home this week, but it's a a very, very cool interview. And we're going to talk gaming. My son's in the studio, and I have a feeling he wants to get some airtime. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I'm Mark Aflalo. We're back with Kodak in a moment. There's more Your Tech Report after this. 
This is your Tech Report. Welcome back to your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Marco Flatlow in Montreal. If you want to follow along with us, it is at your Tech Report and pretty much everywhere you want to go, Mitchell. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very easy to do. We make it very, very easy for our listeners. Mark, um, one of the things I love that we do, that we get to do on this show is uh, take companies that people think they know or think they have known throughout their lives and reintroduce them in a different way because there are some companies that we've loved growing up, that we've lived with through our lives that are now not only around and strong, but doing things people may not expect. And I think this interview is going to shed some light on one of those companies, Mark. Mitchell, without further ado, I want to welcome our next guest. Graham Milala is the Chief Marketing Officer at Kodak Smart Home. Graham, thank you for being here in your tech report. We're so excited that you made it back from Vegas alive. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. You know, I have to always start these interviews, with, especially when it's you know post CES, and ask people how their CES was because I know how nuts it is to be there on the floor in Vegas, and I'm sure you were there for quite some time, especially you know setting things up. How did it go for you guys? It was fantastic. Yeah, I spent uh, a lot of time, obviously, in meetings, but as much time as I can on the floor. Uh, the Codex Mortal booth was in the Sands Expo, and it was a really positive experience for all of us. So we had a lot of great consumer feedback, and we had a lot of great conversations with people in the in the baby category and, of course, the smart home category. So it was a really wonderful or wonderful week for us, and we really, really appreciated being there. Okay, so Kodak, Kodak Smart Home, baby category. you got to give us a little bit of a history lesson here, because when I think of the, the name Kodak, it is not associated with the smart home. So how did we get from the Kodak that I, I, I knew and loved when I grew up to where we are today? Absolutely. So, I mean, Codex undergone a lot of transformation over the years. And, and with Codex Smart Home, we're looking on building that long-term trust that people have had with the brand for years and bringing it into people's homes through a series of smart home products. I mean, for, for most people, Kodak is a brand that they, they remember from childhood as, you know, the, the rolls of film, uh, the instant cameras, everything all the way through to, uh, you know, your memories being stored in photo albums and books. Uh, with Kodak logos on the back of these 5 by 7 prints. Um, so for us, I mean, there's a lot of trust there. And what we're trying to do is bring that trust into into homes today through a number of products that are really designed to improve quality of life and, and be a reliable solution for you within your home. You know, Graham, one of the things about companies, especially a great company like Kodak, evolving over time and being able to evolve and grow uh, is really leveraging, and I think you sort of touched on this, leveraging what they do well, taking that and moving on to the next space. And you guys, again, on the, in, on the camera side, brilliant. We've known that for years. So now we're taking that to the smart home, but in a way that leverages what you guys do well, which is through cameras, of course. I didn't know that you guys made baby monitors, security cameras, and of course, all this stuff naturally trans, you know, transitions into the smart home. Absolutely. And I think that's that's really what it's all about. I mean, at the core of our philosophy, we are uh, part of an imaging organization, and that's what Kodak has been for a very long time. Um, but with Smart Home, it provides a lot of opportunity to kind of move across different verticals within the Smart Home category to bring products under one consistent app that delivers a quality experience for people. So what we'll are the... Talk a, go ahead, Sam. No, I was going to say, let's talk a little bit about the app, because Mark and I have said on many occasions, uh, you can have the best hardware in the world, but if you don't have software that's intuitive, that you know, makes it easy for the customer to use, and that brings all of the hardware together, nothing really works. So let's talk a little bit about that app, because that's got to be the straw that stirs the drink, right? Without a doubt. I mean, for us, the, the experience within the app is critical. And we're constantly working with, with our, our existing customers to, to make improvements to this. But we've, we're in a position now where we feel like we're continually expanding on it. The goal within Smart Home is, is really, from our perspective, not to be driven by a dozen apps that help you support the uh, technology within your home. What we want to do is to be able to consolidate that into the Kodak Smart Home app that supports uh, things like security, uh, baby monitors, obviously air purification, and into other categories as we continue to grow the brand. For us, we really look at consumers starting with our app in a lot of cases with baby monitors because that's really where a lot of young people start with smart home. It's one of the first smart home products that a lot of people purchase these days. So being able to work within a category and, and build a trust relationship with, with customers, it allows us to start support the add-on of additional products within an app that will improve their quality of life and the technology within their home. Graham, I remember when my kids were young, and my kids aren't, you know, that old right now. I mean, my son is 10 and my daughter is 7. But when when they were born, 
you know, in terms of baby monitors, I was limited to, you know, 2.4 gigahertz, uh, you know, regular radio transmission. But this day and age, really, the baby monitor has evolved incredibly, especially over the past seven to 10 years. What do your monitors bring to the market that really does set it apart from the other ones that are out there? Yeah, it's an interesting point you raise. You know, the reality, there's been a lot of interesting improvements within the baby monitor category over the last five years. And and what we've seen a lot is additional opportunities for how you monitor uh, your child within your home. Um, For us, I think we're looking at that as as the core function of a baby monitor is, is really video monitoring. And that's where all of our monitors start. I mean, that's the base of our, our video baby monitor and our smart home collection there. Um, but within that, we want people to be able to expand into other products. And, and that's why we're launching a series of products that are in line with really building an ecosystem for, for monitoring uh, your child in your nursery. Uh, that includes the sleep tracking, uh, cradle stand, things like that that kind of allow parents to build an ecosystem. Now, along with that, you know, the 18 months or so we've been in the baby category as Kodak Smart Home, we've learned some pretty valuable lessons. One of the most important is that range is still the number one problem. So that while we've had some major improvements in how we monitor over the last five years, what we haven't really seen is people resolve the range issue. And that's largely because of exactly what you mentioned. You know, it's a 2.4 gigahertz or a 5 gigahertz. All these products are based on technology that was used really for cordless phones, uh, which, you know, most people don't still have in their homes, but we're a technology that we relied on for a long time. And with that, it's very hard to extend the range on these products. So you don't really know how it's going to work within your home until you bring it home, pull it out of the box, plug it in, get it set up, and find out whether it's going to be an adequate solution for you and your monitoring needs. We've looked at that really closely. And what we've done uh, this year, we're launching our, our latest series of products which we're advertising as our long-range product. And the reason is, is what we're using is an additional range extender, which is something that most monitors can't do because of the technology they use, but they allow us to move around interference within a home. So really, you can tailor your solution to give yourself the best monitoring capability and effectively never have that range go out of signal or that really terrifying beep in the middle of the night to let you know that your monitor's no longer connected when you need it the most. You know, this is really kind of a brilliant solution, Graham, and I hope people are paying attention to this because you really are solving a problem that people have and sometimes don't realize they have, and they try and solve it within their within the spectrum of their wireless internet at home, not even relating to a specific product, but we talk a lot about, you know, a lot about on this show about internet solutions and people that have dead spots in their homes and how to do that, and a lot of times people have this issue, they don't realize they have the issue, they end up returning the product because they don't realize, you know, whatever product they buy to connect into their home because they don't realize it's an internet problem. It's not a product problem, you know? So you guys are really taking the middleman out and solving a problem before people realize they even have it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're a very data-driven company. So, I mean, we're constantly looking at product categories to find out within the smart home space what it is that are the primary pain points of, of consumers. And the baby category showed us very clearly that 52% of product returns and, and negative reviews are driven specifically by connectivity and or range. What kind of feedback do you get from from your user base? Obviously, you're listening and you're monitoring it very closely and you're very data-driven. So I'm curious how interactive you are with the customer base. I think we we really focus on making sure our customers are supported with with any of the products in our smart home category. I mean, really, uh, the iteration of this and and why we've come to this, this realization that range is the issue is because we experience the same problems as, as other brands and other products within the category. We've learned from our customers that range is an issue with a variety of products, including ours. No, in some instances, there's no challenges whatsoever, but we know that interference in Wi-Fi signals and things of that nature is very tough to predict. So what we're trying to do is support them as best we can, which is why we're effectively adjusting our product line to support these long-range features with this third point of connectivity. You know, Graham, just a couple, it's a quick question about the, the ecosystem itself. Um, we talk about, you know, the, card, the Kodak smart home app working in conjunction, of course, with the products you have for the home, you know, smart home space and how everything works well together. But in terms of this ecosystem, is it open? Can, can you see the possibility of other products working with other companies' products working within the Kodak smart home app? And conversely, can you see your products working in other ecosystems? 
I think for us to, to, to take a position that we're obviously looking at the flexibility moving forward with, with our own ecosystem and how products integrate to it, but I think we probably would be more in line at the outset of expanding ours to work with additional ecosystems, you know, i.e. Alexa and Google Home, right. and things of that nature. And that's constantly on the radar for us. And these are conversations we're, we're having now uh, because, you know, smart home is, is obviously about an ecosystem within a product category. Uh, or within a brand, a series of products, but also within the whole category. So we, we're we always looking at opportunities that present themselves to us to be able to improve the overall user experience for, for obviously our product, but smart home category on the whole. Graham, among the products that were announced at CES this year was a new sleep mat and a cradle monitor stand. What what are those? So the sleep mat is, is really a an additional layer of monitoring for parents. I think one of the things that's that's most terrifying for new parents is is really that uh, that moment when you stop having your child sleep in your room in, in a bassinet or things of that nature. So you've, you've actually put them now into their crib. Um, now, the sleep mat is ideal for this because it allows you to kind of get notified if there are any breathing or heart rate issues throughout the night. So it just gives you that extra layer of comfort and security. Not all parents require this, but I think for a lot of people, it just really improves that overall connectivity uh, and connectedness to your child throughout the evening. Um, the cradle stand is is an optimal solution for people who want to have the best vantage point. I mean, all of our baby monitors are wall mountable, but in some in- instances, especially with you know a beautifully designed nursery, you want something that's really going to be able to just be positioned in the best possible spot, so you've got the ideal view of your child throughout uh, any time where you need to be monitoring. And it's a really beautifully designed product that just simply stands and it connects everything, hiding all the wires, and just gives you the the cleanest uh, the cleanest design point from a from a beautiful nursery. You know, I'm kind of annoyed because had that sleep mat existed when when my kids transitioned from our bed into an actual crib, the amount of stress that would have been taken off my shoulders <laughs> because of my wife staying up all night worrying. And and not only that, because doctors, you know, depending on who your doctor is, oh, you don't don't let the baby always sleep on the back, always roll them over. The amount of stress that would have been off my shoulders, Mitchell, would have been amazing. No, Mark, but you know what? You I know what's funny, Graham? <laughs> you know what's funny, Graham? Mark and I, as soon as you started mentioning the mat and how really what a great great issue it solves and how important it is, Mark and I were both chomping at the bit. No, I want to talk. I wanted to say the next thing because honestly, and re- I mean, this is a real thing for parents. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to be glib or you know, when you're a new parent and you bring that baby home and you've read the books and then there you are with that baby what do we do now <laughs> when you put that baby to bed in the crib for the first time in the other room i can't tell you how many trips we make in is the baby breathing is the baby alive is everything okay that typical new parent <laughs> thing and it's it really is a str- i mean we laugh about it but it's such a huge stress point that can be alleviated by this product it's a it's a big deal for new parents and for any parent really Absolutely. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I haven't tiptoed into my son's room to put my hand on his back to make sure he's doing okay at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yep, yep, we all do it. Okay, so tell me about the air purifiers, because this is, um, I I need to understand, a lifetime single filter? Precisely. (laughs) So we're really excited about this. I mean, for us, um, air purification is an industry that we're really, really excited to, to move into. And it's really about what a smart, it, it kind of personifies smart home. Uh, I think, you know, really connecting something that gives you a really clear outlook on, on what it is to have a product that's delivering real-time data for you and your family. Um, the air purifier range we built uses an electrostatic filter. So this is a single filter for life. And effectively, once you've installed it in the product and you've set it up with your home on your network, once every three months or so, you simply remove this filter, which is, it's a metal filter um, and you can wash it under the sink with a, with a wand that's included, or you can run it through the dishwasher, and then simply let the product dry and reinstall it. The number one challenge that people have with air purifiers is, is that there's an ongoing maintenance cost for clean air. And we've learned pretty clearly within the category that people don't expect that. They have to continually pay for clean air once they've purchased an air purifier. And the challenge with existing air purifiers, most of which use HEPA-based purifiers, or sorry, HEPA-based filters, is that once you've installed that, you've got it running, and you let it run, you don't have time to get out, you don't buy a new filter, you let it lapse for a month or two months or a year, you're really not doing anything to purify the quality of air within your home. And that additional cost for a lot of people just doesn't make sense. With our range, what we want to do is build a product, and what we've we've focused on is, is building a product that allows people to have clean air within their home 
at a one-time fee. So for the lifetime of their product, as long as they use our codex air purifiers within their within their home, they will have that for the inclusive price of the first purchase, which is a major change. And the biggest piece for us is is allowing people to be able to use this in a way that still is connected. And the products within our range are really designed on being able to monitor the quality in your, in your home and, of course, in the area around. So you can really be notified to keep yourself and your family safe should there be fires in your area, as we see in so many places around the world these days, just to, to be aware at, a, at an ultimate level and that premium, that premium feeling of really understanding what it's like to have uh, good quality within your house. Well, you know, living in Southern California in a fire zone, which I actually do, Graham, this is this is actually, as you were saying that, I was nodding my head because this is a reality that happens, unfortunately, every year. And before you even said it, I was I, I couldn't wait for you to add on the next part, which is, and we connect to the app seamlessly so you can monitor remotely as well, which I wish every air purifier was able to do because, like you said, sometimes you these things are ready to be fixed or changed or cleaned and people have no idea. But the integration, once again, it all comes down to integration with the app so, you know, this is, this is a great way to monitor remotely if you're, if you're not home and don't know that maybe your product needs a little bit of cleaning. So that's brilliant. Yeah, we're really proud of this product. And, and we're, just, we're just launching this product here in Q2. Um, so we're really excited to have people start to use it. We've got our, with our user testing groups right now, and the feedback we're getting is really amazing. I have one in my office right now, and it's, uh, it's one of my favorite products in my, in my smart home collection. So, Graham, what are the availabilities at Q2 uh, on the air purifier and, and the new line of, uh, obviously, the, the mat and the, and the cameras? So all the products are launching in Q2, um, and we've got everything kind of coming through our own channels, uh, Kodak Smart Home, obviously, and through Amazon so globally. Um, you can visit our website, uh, which gives you kind of an outline of, of when these things are launching and what the best channels for purchase are. Brilliant. Graham Malala, Chief Marketing Officer at Kodak Smart Home, thank you so much for being here. We cannot wait to follow up with some review of these products, and uh, we cannot wait to have you on again, Graham. I appreciate your time. You guys as well. Thanks a lot for having me, and uh, I look forward to you guys being able to test these products out and give us some feedback. Very cool stuff from Kodak, a brand that we know and love. It is your Tech at 40. is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. We take a quick break and come back with another company that was at CES, this time Samsung. There's more Your Tech Report after this. This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. Thank you for following along with us. So many ways in which you can do that, Mitchell. It is at Your Tech Report on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to email us, it's contact at yourtechreport.com. Now, Mitchell, people know if yes. they've been following the show that... You and I were both uh, under the weather, you know, various ailments. <laughs> it's which, been well documented. Yeah, yeah. well documented, which which uh, <laughs> which caused our trip to CES to get cut short. By cut short, we didn't even make it there. But uh, it's okay because we have the opportunity to spend even more time with people on the phone thereafter, right? Yeah, and I don't want to say it makes us seem self-important that CES comes to us, but allows us really to <laughs> do different kind of coverage when we're able to talk to all these different great people. And Mark, if there's one company that I missed being able to see live and watch their keynote and see the full array of products, that company would have to be Samsung. Would you agree? I, I would not disagree at all, especially when you talk about you know the array of different keynotes that happen at CES. Um, when when Samsung puts one on, you definitely want to be there because it is uh, it is quite a showpiece. And on the line with us right now is National Training Manager for Samsung, uh, Jeff Ingram. Welcome to your tech report. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. It's uh, my pleasure. I'm curious, Jeff, because I've never actually been to one of these events, unfortunately. Uh, the the showiness that we see when we watch these things online, what does that feel like in person? I know you're a little bit biased, but that's okay. We can accept your biased point of view, but is it as, as big as it feels when you're there? It is. It's, a, it is, it's truly a spectacle, and I've been doing this for uh, over 12 years now, so I've been to quite a few CES, and it doesn't cease to amaze me about the show they put on and the innovation that you see, whether it's you know something that's coming out this year or something that's going to be released in the future. You really get a good pulse as to really what's happening in the technology industry, and it's it's awesome seeing these amazing technologies and things that, you know, very soon will be in your house and very soon devices and various other things that you're going to be able to use in your everyday life. So yes, it, it is quite a, a unique experience, not only with the, the being in Las Vegas, but the amount of people there and the type of coverage it gets. 
You know, what I, what I normally like to do when we actually end an interview is put you on the spot and ask you a question <laughs> like, um, you know, kind of like, well, who's your favorite child? I want to ask what your favorite <laughs> announcement was from CES. But I want to I lead off with that because I want you to kind of dive into some of the products that were there. But do you have a favorite? Is there one particular thing that you, and not necessarily yours, because I know you deal with a lot of media walkthroughs and stuff like that. Was there one particular thing, and especially in the connected home space, that you found was just, you know, an eyebrow raiser or was, you know, more... More, more focal than anything else? Uh, you know what, for me, I, again, I, I, I am a little bit biased working for a company that is very innovative. And the two things that really jumped out at me were the micro-LED displays, which basically are modular cubes that you create your own size of television. So we're talking about going from, you know, not the 75 inches, but all the way to over 200 inches of television. So that's just uh, jaw-dropping and incredible. But the second one, which really relates to something that I enjoy, is these lifestyle product TVs that we're coming out with. And we can talk a little bit about it later, but uh, TVs that aren't your typical home theater television. These are televisions that, you know, can blend into the room's decor. They are, you know, used with mobile devices. And some uh, a television that is a unique piece of furniture that can really blend into really any room decor. Because let's face it, we have more than one TV in our house, you know. So to be able to have a television that really suits that room uh, but for me, you know, out of that lifestyle product, the frame is probably my favorite. I currently own one, and I absolutely love it. So those are probably my two highlights from CES. I have a friend of mine who has the frame in his office, and every time I walk by it, I forget that it's a television because he's got different artwork on it, and it's, beaut- it's beautifully framed. And I'm like, I must get one of those and because my wife is constantly complaining about one thing. She wants a fireplace in our living room. And I said, well, we're not putting a fireplace there. We just can't physically do it. I said, but we can get a TV and put a fireplace on it and a little heater underneath. And she's actually warmed up to the fact because she saw the frame. And she's like, wait a second. So I can put this up and it could be a beautiful piece of art. It could be our own photos or it could be a fireplace. And she actually is warming up to the idea, no pun intended. You know what? That, that's the exact scenario I had in my house. You know, my wife doesn't like to have a TV in the bedroom. And I said, you know what? Let me just show you the product. And we brought it in, and guess who's sitting in bed watching Netflix every night? (laughs) See, you you created a believer. You know... You know what, Jeff? It seems like the takeaway for me when I when I was watching the presentation, um, it, it it really is a different mo. It's Samsung's taking a really different approach, and I think a really smart approach. Where for years, I think users have decided, well, I have to adapt to technology. And Samsung's message, at least my takeaway, Jeff, from watching this, tell me if I'm correct or if I'm on sort of the right path. Technology should adapt to the user. Technology should enhance a user's life. We shouldn't have to adapt to it. And I think that was the big takeaway. And I look at Samsung's product line. You're talking about the cube and the frame. And really, technology is finally, thanks to you guys, starting to adapt to us. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, it's about, you know, with all the innovation that Samsung brings, it's about enabling those experience and interactions to make life more convenient, to make it enjoyable. And, you know, we know that people are constantly finding new ways to integrate, you know, our technology into everything they do, whether it's, you know, getting on a school bus, you know, watching their favorite movies or being able to monitor their health or just having technology blend into the background, not at the forefront. Jeff, um, out, out of those TVs, one that kind of um, caught my attention, I mean, the, the, the QLED and the 8K, obviously, absolutely sexy with, like, almost zero bezel. I mean, I cannot wait for that to be, you know, within my price range. I mean, and when I say that, you know, less than my salary is for the year. Um, but we'll, we'll get to we, it. It always does get to that point, right? We eventually get to that point. Um, but I noticed the Cero, which was one of these TVs that was able to kind of flip to a landscape and a portrait was at first when you see something like that, you look at it and go, okay, that's interesting, but what's the use case? And then you start watching the videos and see people talk about it, and you realize that this really hit the nail on the head because we consume our media on, on mobile devices, on phones that are that are most of the time portraits. So it, it makes sense that when content is is created like that, that we have a way to consume that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we live in a world where we have multi-screen devices from tablets to mobile phones to televisions, computer monitors, and we are consuming content 
in non-traditional ways. You know, it used to be just watching our favorite television programs. But, you know, people are looking at social media, you know, that mobile-centric user where they love being able to create videos on TikTok, uh, an application where you can pop up short videos. Uh, Instagram stories, you know, Instagram is one of the biggest apps. So when you go in there and you look at those stories, everything is shot in a portrait format. So the way we're consuming more and more content, it is shot in in a portrait mode. So it just makes sense that if you're on your mobile device a lot and you want to take this to the television, that we have a technology that you can view this content in a portrait mode setting. And the great thing is, you know, when you want to watch regular television or a movie, or let's say that video happens to be in a landscape mode format, all you have to do is simply either rotate your Samsung mobile device or press a button on a remote control, and the motorized uh, screen will actually rotate either in a portrait or a landscape format, making it very easy, very convenient to really experience your content on the full screen, not having black bars on the top and bottom or the left and the right side. So it is something that I see a lot more people being able to enjoy, especially if you're the type of person that loves to consume content online and through applications. You know, watch out. That's just another example of, like we were just talking about, of technology adapting to us, where if users are used to consuming media in a certain way, if we are sort of adopting to the smartphone lifestyle, why shouldn't our home do the same thing? So it's only smart that TVs do that. But I, I want to take this in, into not another direction, but sort of continue in the adapting to us direction. And that's when it comes to the smart home in general. Because for a long time, people were sort of curious, okay, how do I do this? And piecemealing together their smart home, what do I need to do? And the fact is, again, when I was watching the keynote and I was watching the smart home adaptation that were the, the sort of direction that Samsung is taking with the smart home it was more reactive it wasn't waiting for the user to initiate it was reacting to our normal workflow or to our normal home lifestyle and that's something we haven't kind of seen before yeah, and a lot of the new innovation that's coming to uh, our consumers, you know, everything from, like you just said, being able to buy some smart lighting at the hardware store or being able to see new technologies like 5G and AI or artificial intelligence to be able to control everything. And I think a lot of people today are using voice assistants like Google, Alexa, Bixby with Samsung. So we're trying to find a way to really integrate this entire ecosystem to make it kind of easy to use, uh, easy as part of your everyday life. So whether it's telling the TV to turn off your lights because you want to watch a movie or being able to see what the weather is like tomorrow because you might be going on a golf game or your doctor's appointment that's going to show up on your refrigerator with our family hub. All this technology, all this, you know, this smart devices need to work together seamlessly. And, and that's really what Samsung sees is not, you know, just Samsung devices, but being able to work with other devices outside of our Samsung ecosystem to make it convenient. Because we know consumers are buying a wide range of smart products and the ability to control all those devices with any smart device from Samsung, whether it's your tablet, your phone, or even able to control it right from your television screen or tell the TV to do something. Um, that's what we're about. That's the innovation of Samsung. And now we're also seeing various innovations going to the future, you know, like um, Bot Chef in the Kitchen, where we have robotic arms being able to get that second pair of hands to help you cook in the, in the kitchen, or uh, something like Bali, where it's a, an assistant that's always monitoring what's going on in the home. So, yeah, Samsung is a big player within that space, but we've got to make it seamless so it doesn't feel like technology is running it. It's just part of your everyday life. No, that's a great example. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up Bali because I was. I was again. I was watching Bali in action for our listeners. Bali is Samsung. They were showing a new robotic ball, basically with cameras and sensors built in that follows you around. And, and at first, I thought, oh, it's cute. It's like having a virtual ball kind of pet. But then, as I watched the workflow, the demonstration of okay, how what can Bali actually do in your life? And they gave an example, of course, of when you're not at home, the ball. You know, Bali can monitor if you have a pet and give you like videos of your pet. And then something happens in the house. Something gets knocked over. Bali activates the robotic vacuum then comes and cleans <laughs> something up and and then so it really started to click that it was more than just something cute and something like a bragging but oh look we have a ball but there was a workflow to it that could actually enhance your life when you weren't home get things done be efficient so it's nice to see those sort of things happening without the user having to initiate that was really kind of cool demo 
Yeah, and it, that whole health, you know, even with the health aspect of maybe we have, uh, you know, seniors in the home or people that are alone, being able to have a device that kind of follows them around and making sure that, you know, they're safe and they're taking their medication and monitoring them, being able to, let's say, you know, you have a Samsung um, gear device on your wrist, being able to maintain and watch the heart rate. And, you know, it, it's more than just kind of getting other devices to work and clean up. It's a, it's a way of monitoring health. And uh, even with some of our applications in our TV for 2020, we're going to have a multitude of applications where you're always being able to monitor not just yourself, but the entire family on uh, whether it's exercising, heart rate, you know, even steps during the day. So, you know, health is a big part of um, being able to get the most out of technology today as well. You know, you talked about, uh, you know, monitoring health and, and monitoring, you know, people taking their pills and stuff. And I, I, I kind of laughed because I can just picture Bali in my mother-in-law's apartment just following her around and her just getting so pissed off. But I mean, but, 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 then, but then you realize, you know, take the, the funny element of it. And actually, actually my, my wife is constantly worried. She's, did she do this? Is she out of the bath? Did she fall? I haven't heard from her in four minutes. You know, should I call her? You know, with something like this, you know, it is a way to check in and do it. And I think that there's absolutely a use case. And the coolest part is, is that the use cases you just talked about and the things that were demonstrated are really just a starting point because a lot of these products are created to help people, I guess, to create the spark in their mind and really find ways they can use these in different ways and hopefully share those so that people will be able to, to learn, which is which is really cool. Jeff, can you walk us through, um, because, you know, I don't want to keep you for another half hour, but can you walk us through some of the, I do. Other, uh, yeah, <laughs> some of the other highlights from CES, some of the other products that we didn't touch upon yet that uh, that we probably should mention? Yeah, our biggest highlights for sure were being able to introduce, uh, you know, our latest edition of Family Hub. This is a, a screen that's actually on your refrigerator door. So the latest generation, it just enhances the experience of being able to see your daily calendar, being able to monitor the food that goes into your fridge so that you're not wasting food by um, the expiry date. It's always keeping track of that information. Um, we had an Odyssey gaming monitor, which was absolutely incredible. It's It's got a 1,000 radius, which means it, it's got this massive curve on it. So the entire monitor takes up all areas of your peripheral vision to create the ultimate gaming experience. Uh, we talked a little bit about those lifestyle TVs, the Cero, the Frame, the Seraph. Uh, we also introduced, you know, our 8K. We were, exp- uh, were expanding our 8K lineup. So 8K becomes more accessible to more people. And you know that with technology, pricing does start to come down. So we're being able to offer more uh, more attractive price points for the newest and latest technologies. Um, you know, it, it's it's a, with Samsung. There's so much to show at CES. So you know, yeah. The next time, maybe it needs to be a 30 minute conversation. But uh, <laughs> those were probably the biggest highlights that we had. And like I said, the, for me, the lifestyle was uh, probably the most eye opening and being able to see. TV technology being incorporated into unconventional spaces or having product that really blends in and complements the decor of the room. So uh, that was the most exciting for me, for sure. Well, this is what's fun about having a radio show is that we can invite people back on and they can talk about, we can we can focus in and talk about different categories and different products and hopefully we can get some review units to be able to try out ourselves. I like and that be able very to talk much. about our own yeah. experiences. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, again, I think we just scratched the surface and I'd love to have you on in a couple months to talk about more of these products especially as obviously things you know take time to be released etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah no absolutely i thank you for having me on and i really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to talking again soon that is jeff ingram from samsung canada national training manager thank you so much for being here uh let's take a quick break and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk video games with a special guest this week mitchell there's more your tech report after this this is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal. I think the weather here is much nicer. If you want to get in touch with us, it is at Your Tech Report on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, Instagram. If you want to email us, it's contact at yourtechreport.com. Mitchell, I'm getting kicked out of my chair here um, because... That's okay. There's, there's a good a, reason for that. Yeah. There's a mini-me who, who wants to have a conversation about gaming, and which is, you know, timely considering that we have a brand new gaming show on Sirius XM every week Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, called Gamer's Edge. Uh, Good but plug, no, yeah. no, all joking aside, um, Zachary Aflalo happens to be a spawn of mine. 
Um, I've got two <laughs> spawn of he yours. Is, he's the male <laughs> spawn, and uh, he wants to talk gaming with you. So I think that I'm gonna, you know, leave my chair, and I'm gonna let the two of you have a good conversation because I think that you guys really, really get heart to heart with things, right? Well, I think you should well, leave the room. Okay. I get the wow. Well, wow. you know, you know, it's funny, Zach, that you mentioned that because you know I always say the much more charming, intelligent, uh, gaming savvy uh, Aflalo is now joining me. That's what I refer to you as. So we have Zach Aflalo with us, and Zach. The reason I first of all. I love talking to you anyway because we we talk you know in real life we talk over the weekends and we yeah. always talk about gaming right gaming is one of the things we always bond over correct yeah right so one of the things I like talking to you about is you sort of have your finger on the pulse of what younger gamers are playing and sometimes just gamers in general so let me start off by saying you definitely do enjoy all kinds of gaming. I, I know you play on uh, Xbox. I know you play mobile. Uh, so you really do enjoy playing all the different platforms. So there's a game that you sort of recommended to me for my, you know, to play on the iPhone. And you know that I like playing Clash Royale. But you said, Mitchell, you must try Monster Legends. So what is it, Zach, about Monster Legends that has you spending all of your free time playing it these days? What is it about? T tell everyone about Monster Legends. Okay, so Monster Legends is a game that you can do, and you, right now I'm going in, and I'm going to tell you what it's about, because there's a story. Okay. So, it's about monsters. You can earn I, 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 I kind of figured that from the name of it, yeah. Monsters, yeah. You can earn legendary monsters. Oh, okay. Um... Rare well, let me monsters. ask you this: is is it is it like a is it a fighting game? It is a role playing game where you go on adventures, or do you fight monsters head to head? What type of game is it? Is it a fighting game? You can earn gold. You can. It's like it's not no blood or anything, but it's like it's like fighting. Okay. The monsters, the monsters okay. just disappear. You have attacks. The higher the level, the better the monsters. Okay. So my highest monsters. Okay, I was going to ask you that, so yeah, go ahead. I name them. Okay. Bottleback. Bottleback, okay. Because he has a bottle on his back. Blood I like that. Blood wine. Blood wine? Yeah, Let me guess, because he has blood in his wine. Yeah, because it's a vampire. Okay, gotcha. Very smart, very clever, I like that. Metallica? Metallica, let me guess. There's a certain band that your dad likes, and he was named after that band? I named him after that band. Okay, go ahead. John. <laughs> John, I you know what? It's good to give your monsters a common name. Hey, this is my scary monster. His name is Ted or John. I love that. Go ahead. Keep going. Inferno. Inferno, let me guess. Uh, does he have a fire attack? Yes. How did I guess that, Zach? Am I that smart? Or are you just that good at naming them? Maybe both. Nature Brawler. Tremingus. Tremingus. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Funnus. Okay. Um, Astria. Astria. All right. Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you something. Let me stop here for a second. So, does it have? I mean, you know, there are certain game types, right? You can say that's why I said, is it a fighting game? Is it a sports game? So there are different types, right? Would you say this is kind of similar in a little bit, not directly, but a little bit to Pokemon in that you find them when they're young and you level them up and you raise them and they get stronger as you go along, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So it has it has that Pokemon kind of vibe, which is really cool. So how long have you been playing this game? And is it a free game? Do you have to pay to get like uh, to level up your characters a little more? You can you can play for free, but if you spend money, you can level them up faster. Is it one of those? No, but okay. if you spend money, you can get special things in the game. Okay. All right. So are, are you pretty good about? Are you, do you do you spend like gift money on that? If you get a gift card, yes. To the uh, I okay, you spend a lot of money on that. So that's that's your that's your go to. Okay. So that that covers us a little bit on the mobile side. But I know on the console side, you've had Star Wars on your mind, and Mark has been teasing me about this because I've had this game on my Xbox One X since it launched, since the night that it launched, and I still have not played it. And that is Jedi Fallen Order. Quick reaction: Is it the best Star Wars game ever made? One of them. What, oh, wow. Okay. What makes it so special? But can I finish explaining about Monster Legends? Uh, sure. There's one, and you mostly have to pay for the legendary monsters. That's oh, so the, okay, okay, go ahead. All right, that cool. That's why I spend most of my gift money on it. Okay. Well, I accept that. I mean, then again, you know, I'm not your mom or dad, so I'm fine with it, but, you know, they, they might get upset if you spend too much on it, but I, your secret is safe with me, okay? Or wait, they already know, don't they? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they probably do know. All right. So, are, um, so, so talk. Tell me what is so great about Jedi Fallen Order? What makes it so special? There's a special storyline. Okay. So it's a story. It's a story-driven game. It's a, you know, there's a story to it. Okay. Or you can do free play or whatever. Okay. It's it's about a kid named mm-hmm. Cal. Okay. He is a Jedi, and they didn't even know. So he, I was going to ask. He didn't know at the beginning. He just discovers his powers during the game. Nope. He already knew. Oh, he already knew. He was so the, just hiding the force it. was strong. Oh, the force was strong with him. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And because he was the last Jedi. Oh wow. Okay. Well, the last so this- Jedi, not the last, not the last person with the lightsaber. Right, I got you. I got you. So he has these powers, and he goes on an adventure. And you know what I heard? You know what I heard, Zach? It's like someone said that this is like if you had one Star Wars game uh, to represent, one game to represent the world of Star Wars that made you feel like you were playing a Star Wars movie. That this game was very much like playing the movie yourself. And I know it's a new story, but it's like you feel like you're playing a movie. It's that you know you you feel that involved in the Star Wars legend. Is that true? Yes. And it's okay. also based right after the third movie and right before the fourth movie. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's a timeline. Okay. That's good. That's good because that's I think that that's an area that people have to love exploring. What happened between episode three and episode four? That's really smart. Now I know we're, we're pressed for time, so we have to jump around. Now there's a, tell me tell me what is Prodigy? Because I know you've been into Prodigy, and when I think of Prodigy, I think of like the first internet service in the world. But that's not what this is. What is Prodigy, explain this to me. It is a map game for kids, adults, people for any age. You can get something for, it's a membership you can get. I, okay. My dad bought it for me. It's a yearly Cool membership. dad. Cool dad. Yeah, okay. Was it, was he buy it for you as a thing for school to help you get better at math? Or? Exactly. It's, okay. It's, it's, you don't have to pay for it. It's also a website. Okay, you cool. You go on, you create an account. I am so good at math that I'm already level 94. You're kidding me. Well, pet. let me ask you this. Does it make it so much fun that you don't even realize that you're learning something? You just enjoy it that much? Pretty much. Some math is grade six for me. Wow. Okay, so so this is really good because a lot of parents, the reason I'm saying this, Zach, is a lot of parents are always looking for ways to encourage their kids to um, to enjoy schoolwork. Sometimes school is fun. Sometimes school is not as much fun as other days. But the idea is to make learning as much fun as possible. So you think if the parents out there um, let their kids or subscribe to the Prodigy service for math and learning. You think the kids wait, would have a good wait, time? Wait, what? wait, wait. What? You can't just subscribe. You have to create an account with your email and everything. Well, that's what I mean. That's what subscribing is. I mean, sign. I should say signing up for it. So, if they're, if parents sign up their kids online for Prodigy, basically, it's going to make math more fun and it's going to help them with their education, right? And they're not they're not even going to have have a bad. They're going to have a fun time with it, right? Right. Okay. So- also, yes, the Prodigy game, when you look it up, there are several results. You would want to click Prodigy Math Game. Okay. Because that is the right one. Okay, Prodigy Math Game, that is the one. All right, we got that. All right, now we have, we have one more thing to talk about, and then we're going to let you go. And that last thing is a game that's near and dear to my heart. It's a game that I've been playing for, oh, 27, 28 years. And this is the latest version of that game. And that, of course, is from EA Sports. And that game is NHL 20. You've been playing it. You've been playing it with your dad. First question, can you beat your dad yet? I've beat him once. Okay, you have beaten him. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's the first step. That's that's okay. That's the first step toward his total demise. I understand when he'll start to feel bad about himself. Don't beat don't beat him too much because dads like to still think that they can win. So maybe once in a while, let him win. What makes this game so much fun? I mean, first of all, the graphics are incredible, aren't they? Yes, they look like like normal people. It looks like you're watching a hockey game, right? Exactly. But you're not watching. You're playing, and you're- I and it's, <laughs> it's much. I'm not that that into it, but I I I play. I don't like I don't like playing with like friends except for my right. friend Christian. But I like playing it with my dad. 
I love it. Did you know that you and your dad can control individual players and play against me? Or we can all play online and control individual players against other people online. So we could all be on the same team together, even though you're in Montreal and I'm in Los Angeles. By the way, do you play as the Canadians? Do you play as, as, as your home team? Or do you normally just pick a regular team? We don't pick teams. We don't know how to do that yet. But we know how it. we just do either say like a team like... St. Louis Blues or something like that because it just shows. Wow, don't, don't let the people in Montreal hear you say that because they're, they're very, very, very passionate about the Canadians. But, you know, I always play as the Rangers because I'm a New York guy, so I can only play as the Rangers. But, you know, I, I will introduce you to the Rangers. Maybe I'll convert you to a Rangers fan. Again, don't tell your dad. He just heard because he's right here. Okay, well, I, you okay, you know what? All right. Well, you know what? He said he wants to convert me to a Rangers fan. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I know that's a big deal. You know I, I'm what? sorry. Um, yeah, I yeah. Go ahead. Canadians are doing lately, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fairweather fan. You know, I, I have to big, put a big thank you out. Number one to Mark for having Zach on the show. But Zach, you know, I you know I love you. You know, I love talking to you all the time. We yeah. always talk about things, and I I love being able to take our passion for gaming to the radio. Thank you for doing this, and you have to promise you're going to come back again. I always come back. It's it's only my second time. I know, but you're going to come back again, right? Yeah, maybe next time I have a pet day. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the I'm only. Gonna, as you the, think, I'm going to shove him away. <laughs> the smarter, the smarter, the smarter, more handsome, hey, more talented Apollo. Oh, oh, you're back on the air. Hi. Mark, hey, man, welcome back. How was that conversation? I left the room. I, you know, I figure I'll listen to it on the radio show. Oh, uh, oh, no, he uh, he knows his stuff. He, we were talking. He's really into Monster Legends. Monster Legends. You know, is a fun I, I know that. I know because I know when I send gift cards to the iTunes, you know, to I, iTunes gift card, I know exactly where that money is going. Within minutes He's, of it arriving, of course. It's going to Monster Legends. But you know what? At least it's going towards something that gives him joy. And at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about? Of course. And don't forget, again, we're using this as a great opportunity to talk about our gaming show. Weeks, <laughs> Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. It's called Gamer's Edge. Do Gamer's Edge. Yeah. Uh, and, Mitchell, but, yeah, go ahead. You forgot all the social media for Gamer's Edge, which is at, at Gamer's, Gamer's Edge Radio. Edge Radio. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. And there you, know, you I appreciate you yeah. having your That's formatics. why I'm here. That's um, why I'm here. Uh, thank you to everybody who's on this week's show. Thank you to our friend Graham over at Kodak. Thank you to uh, Mr. Ingram over at Samsung. Thank you to Zachary Aflalo. Um, oh, question. Oh, yes, Zachary? This is where I'm Are you guys list. able to put the link for Monster Legends in the description? I think if they search the App Store for Monster Legends, it's they'll probably like find the it. It's going to be the first result, probably. Yeah, yeah it's the first result. It is. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 you made <laughs> us all download it. Uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, it is at your tech report on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc., etc. We are going to uh, say goodbye, and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye, Mitchell. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.